And it's time for Off The Leash now with George Ferrugia. Who I believe is on the line and I'm sure would have had a wonderful weekend. Hello, Georgie. G'day, guys. How are you? Yeah, right. not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Hey, we spoke on Friday, George, and I don't know if you recall, but I declared Baby JC an absolute moral in her heat of the Horsham Cup. Do you recall that? I did, mate. Yeah, absolutely. You did, mate. And if we coupled it up with Panadera Hero, um, Panadera Warrior, sorry, yes. um, yeah. I, I think we would have done very, very well. But what about the Gill family, guys? Um, Jeff Gill said, hold my beer. Well, probably not so much, considering the cast of um, Usurp and Australian Cup. But Jeff uh, Gill, his brother, training Jungle Panther as the fastest of the heat winners, running 26.83. Panadero Warrior at 26.95, Baby JC, and he's no slouch, just to tick over 27 seconds. So, look, it's a really, really good final. Baby JC's drawn box four, the Greyhound that you're keen on. I think Jungle Panther's drawn okay in box five. He's he's no slouch. He's not a, a very, very good beginner, and Panadero Warrior's drawn a, a right as well in box seven. So, um, it's an interesting final, a really open one. Um, I don't think we've seen a market just yet, um, but... Uh, Look, I think Jungle Panther, if he can begin cleanly, be one of the hard ones to beat. Stealth for Jason Thompson, who's won uh, the last uh, version of the, the Horsham Cup uh, with Typhoon Sammy, and I think he's won about four or five. He's, he's drawn box one here with a greyhound that's picket fencing, and he'll show a lot of speed, but he just doesn't want some of those real good greyhounds like Baby JC, Jungle Panther, Panadero Warrior sitting behind him, because that, that'll be the challenge for him. Um, so an interesting final uh, on Friday night. Yeah, certainly is. Looking forward to that. We'll preview it as the week unfolds once we get that market in front of us, George. Hey, no surprises to see Rejuvenate back doing what he does best, and that's breaking track records, Georgie, this time at Shepparton. 24.59, so broke the track record by over a length, guys. And look, now 18 starts, 15 wins, 87000 in prize money. I mean, uh, interesting from a few Greyhound uh, friends of mine that said, geez, it would have been good to see him in the Horsham Cup. Um which is probably a good point, but he did go for the Shepherd and Classic um, instead. And look, the final was worth eleven thousand um, dollars. Nowhere near what Horsham is worth, obviously close to fifty. But he's at that stage now where, again, we talk about greyhounds that have had a nice base. They've, he's won fifteen of eighteen. He turned two in November, so he's heading up towards two and a half, where he's really going to start to hit into his peak now, guys. So it'll be fantastic, as we said last week, where he just gets a nice run of it injury-wise and starts taking on some of these absolute stars because, um, uh, in fairness, some of the greyhounds he's taking on are good, but he can go to another level. And last week, uh, on, on the weekend, sorry, he took on a greyhound called Tinker Norm, who's a very, very fast dog. He only finished um, four lengths behind him, which um, in track record times is a pretty good run, but rejuvenate unbelievable uh, performance again, as I said, to make it 15 wins now from 18 starts. Georgie, have you noticed anything in the way that he's been racing that would demonstrate um, that he's evolved as a greyhound in recent times? Has he changed the way that he races at all? Has he just got a little bit faster? Yeah, look, I, I think just naturally as they get a little bit older and in, in that sort of sweet spot where they're two and a half, three, they do improve a little bit from when they were under two. But but I think Connections and, and Paul Brown would be really happy with the way the greyhound's beginning. I think his last couple of runs, he got into nice positions um, and then he just blows them away because, as we know, 500 metres is not a problem. He's running over 450. When they turned for home, he was in front and he just powered away and won, uh, won well. And he weighed in at 38 kilos, probably the heaviest he's been for a little while. But look, he's just 
he'd be all uh, pure muscle now and, and ready to take on some of these big races. And look, it's quite scary how quick he is. Um, and we've seen him around the two turns only twice. And that one time at the Meadows, he was the fastest greyhound ever to debut at the Meadows, um, running 29.47. Um, only am yeah. my boy went quicker on the night in 29.44. So, uh, look, from a selfish point of view, um, some of these provincial wins are great, guys, but I can't wait to see him on the two turns at Sandown and the Meadows because it'll be quite scary what he can run. No, I agree. He's been ripping it up in the country and he's been doing everything that he needs to do there, but I agree with you, Georgie. We want to see him in town a little bit more often now to see him strut his stuff, uh, strut his stuff and show us all exactly what he can do uh, in the big smoke. Georgie Farouge is on the line for Off the Leash as we talk all things greyhound racing. Georgie, what's happening tomorrow afternoon at Heelsville? We've got uh, heats of the new race, the Emerald. Yeah, look, it's, it's, a, it's a new concept, and I really, really like it. So there's eight heats um, of four dog fields, and the eight quickest runners over those four um, eight heats um, will get through to the final worth $30,000 on Sunday. So um, although unlikely, you could get uh, the eight finalists come from two heats. Um, so if you win a heat, it doesn't mean you're in. It just is purely based on the times you run. So... It's, uh, so often we hear trainers say in an Australian Cup or in a country cup, you wouldn't believe it. I ran second to Wow, she's fast, and I, I was you know quicker than four of the other heats, but you don't get through to the final. Um, this one, there's no excuses. It's just if you're fast enough, wherever you finish in your heat, um, you are through to the final. As I said, worth 30000 And Unfortunately for rivals, Unleash Kalinda uh, is just racing so unbelievably well at Hillsville, of course. He broke the 300-metre track record, then broke his own record, then broke the 350-metre record. He's won 10 of his last 11 up the straight, and he's just going to be incredibly hard to beat. I think he's in the last heat, and he's very, very short. So um, look out for Unleashed Kalinda. But I really like this concept, guys. It's just purely based on time, and I think a track like Hillsville lends itself to that being just a, a pure thing of, of, of speed up a straight. Georgie, what's the longest distance they run in the straight line at Hillsville? 350 metres, mate, yeah. So if you... I'm just trying to think how fast, say, a ground like Welshie's fast would go in a straight line over the same distances around a corner. Like, say if there was a 315 metre opportunity at uh, the Meadows for Welshie's fast or alternately up the straight at Hillsville, what, what would be the differential in time be, straight line versus turning? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That Obviously, because you, you sort of have to accelerate and decelerate and all those around the corner. I, I think you might find even too, Matt, that where she's fast might not be a greyhound that is suited um, in just a purely straight lines. Now, these races tomorrow are over 300 metres. But it is a good question. Um, but they don't, they pretty much, of all the straight tracks around Australia, they pretty much don't go much further than around the 300, 350 mark. Um, so... But, uh, yeah, look, it would be interesting to see where she's fast there, and we'll touch on her in a second. But, um, look, as I said, Unleash Kalinda, and it's easy to say because he's the track record holder, but I don't think I've seen a more dominant greyhound up the straight at Hillsville. He's just incredible. He just blows them away. So, and, and Would you back him to beat where she's fast at Hillsville? Oh, absolutely. No doubt. So that's, there you go. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, so he'd be, he'd be the fastest greyhound... Oh, this is going out on a limb here, but he'd probably be the fastest greyhound in the world up the straight. Um, but if you if you put him around the corner, and he has run fast time around around U-turn tracks, don't get me wrong, but clearly his best form is when he's up the straight. So this is 
why I think it's important um, to note that um, when we're talking about greyhound tracks, it's great to have a, a great variety of the two-turn, the one-turn and the straight tracks because not all greyhounds are great up the straight. Um, some greyhounds aren't good around two turns um, and it's good to cater for all of them. But this, this dog is unbelievably special. Hey, Georgie, just quickly, where's where she's fast at? Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, she trolled 20, 29.91, guys, which is not horrible, but look, at her best, she'd run 29.50, 29.40 there. Um, I, I, I like Cal. Cal Greeno's fantastic when he just speaks so frankly. He just said, look, it's the first time she's been on a plane. She Four-hour flight. She was waiting on the tarmac for an hour. You know, like, it's probably a new experience. Took a little bit out of her. But clearly she would have to improve um, next week, and, and she will. There's no doubt about it. But I think Cal, um, you could tell in the interview, expected her to go a little bit quicker. The good dogs there in Perth are running 29.50s, 29.50. So that gives you an indication that she's probably five or six lengths off where she needs to be. But again, that was her first trial and she might be just one of these greyhounds that needs a few looks. I mean, Cal's that diligent in what he does with where she's fast in the sense that she would have been schooled at Sandown before she had her first start there. She would have had plenty of trials at the Meadows before she had her first start there. So this is all probably new to her um, for a greyhound her age. Um, she certainly hasn't had to travel much, but this is another challenge for her. Hey, when she gets on a plane, does she turn left? <laughs> I'd hope yeah, so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah ho- hopefully, mate. Uh, <laughs> but look, uh, hey, Georgie, Georgie, yeah, go on. you'd be very proud of me. I tried to educate Matt in the art of scabbing food in marquees at yearling sales early on, and during little ad breaks and, and so on, I've been going out and executing this to perfection. The last one I did, they couldn't believe it. I came back with the greatest plate of pies and sandwiches of all time. I you got to do it on confidence. you just got to bowl in. So I just bowled <laughs> straight into the wooden marquee. I sort of copped some greasy looks from people wearing wooden jackets, but then straight over to the, the heated pie oven, <laughs> took the, the lid off a fresh batch of sandwiches, got the, uh, the tongs out, and then just loaded up the plate and then just exited without looking anyone in the eye. I think the secret is being brazen, Georgie. And especially when you do get those dirty looks, that's when your confidence needs to be at its, at its best. Because you, you just, just got to look down, lower the eyes, look at the ground and walk out. Yeah. I'm going to say, Nevitt's going in at 1 o'clock to try well, and get some booze, so well, I'm going to up the ante I've with some booze. I've got it, because they're all gone now, the pies, and I didn't get any, George. I don't know where they went, but anyway. Hey, I love your work as always, mate. We'll talk tomorrow. In fairness, uh, guys, maybe that's why Maddie's a little bit, so, uh, bit, bit skinny and, and we're a bit on the poggy side. <laughs> oh, you said it, not me. Whoa. You said it, not me, George. It was a 12.59 drive-by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you, Georgie. See you, mate.